Thank you for tuning in to Aletheia Bible Fellowship. Today's sermon deals with the pride of life, notoriety, specifically how it is that you use your fame or notoriety. Uh, hopefully this speaks to you. If you have any further questions or want further research, uh, we do have information on our website at abfpdx.org, including how you contact us if you need any more. All right. So this week I'm uh, wrapping up the uh, study of the pride of life, uh, notoriety or fame also as we've uh, determined that it is. And then next week uh, Adam's going to start touching uh, specifically on um, social media and uh, taking a look at that. Remember this year is all about uh, discernment. Uh, So we want to talk about all of these things that would uh, come before uh, us being able to, to determine what God is actually saying to us. So uh, we've looked at uh, notoriety or fame. We've defined it. We've looked at uh, some biblical examples. Uh, we've discussed uh, our part in it. We've looked at achievements versus notoriety. And we've looked at the fact that we all have Uh, these talents, these things that may lead us to some kind of notoriety as well. So uh, we ended last week with the understanding of the fact that we all have talents, we all have skills, we have things that we were gifted with that we should be investing in and putting time into, uh, even though they may bring around some type of notoriety and that type of thing. Uh, But we are to eagerly invest as we discussed the Uh, parable of the talents, and looked at the importance of taking what God, Master, has given us and making sure that we don't just bury it in the ground, uh, too afraid uh, to do anything with. So as I looked over all of the the sermons and everything, I really just wanted to take opportunity this week and to kind of summarize everything and ask that question, okay, now what do we do, right? Right? We, we've talked about notoriety, we've talked about the pitfalls of notoriety, we've talked about the fact that uh, there's a difference between achievements and notoriety, uh, there's things that we can be known for. Uh, what do we do with all of it? Um, I'm supposed to invest my talents. Thanks, James. Great. All right. So what's the next step? Um, I don't know. Let's take a look at it, I guess, right? Uh, summarize all of what uh, we've been talking about this month. Uh, Most of us, as we've been listening to these sermons, probably, you know, other than me talking about how popular I am on Google Maps, um, haven't really had a huge brush with fame. Uh, Some of us uh, don't think even that uh, we deal with this uh, type of thing at all, that we're immune to it. I mean, sure, you hear things about, oh, everyone has their uh, 15 minutes of fame. Um, sure, we're surrounded by people who are popular for being popular. Uh, we have, um, you know, posts uh, in, in TikToks and all sorts of things, people wanting to share life uh, so that they get likes. So, you know, we don't do any of that, right? Um, we haven't made sure before we take a bite of a meal that we take that perfect picture, right? Have to position the plate just so. Uh, we don't spend hours... Uh, just making sure that we get the perfect selfie. Hey, I don't have the poses down. I'm not very good at it. I just said that we don't do that. So, um, 
Remember, I'm popular on Google Maps. No one looks at the picture. Okay. They're looking at a few pics of phones or, or you know, scenery or whatever it is I bought and a few reviews. Maybe you're not touched with that. You know, maybe it's not something that you struggle with. But it's something that you still need to keep in mind and you need to pay attention to. Because maybe you don't struggle with it right now, but, you know, there's the possibility that you will in the future. Not only that, there are people that are around you that struggle with this on a day-to-day -day basis. There are people around you that have this drive and desire. And maybe you do have it, you just haven't thought about it in the right way. Look at it again. Do you want to be noted for your successes and achievements? Do you crave to be loved and accepted by those around you? Do you want to develop a skill and talent so that it's great enough to be admired? Do you want to be known specifically for one attribute or skill that you possess? Are you looking for your place in the group so you can feel that you're validated by what it is that you can contribute, what you can do? That's really the big one, right? See, these types of things are exactly the definition of notoriety. These, uh, let's see, notoriety, the state of being known or talked about by many people, especially on account of notable achievements. So maybe though you're not seeking to be a celebrity in the movies or on TV or even known uh, by 1.5 million people like I am. But maybe you're seeking even fame within your small circle, right? Uh, most of the people here are on some form of social media, right? You, you have the Instagram account. Maybe you're, uh, you've produced a couple of TikTok videos. Um, you, uh, you have Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. Maybe you have your own YouTube channel. Maybe you think to yourself, you know, this would make a great post. I need to go public with this. Let me snap a selfie real quick. Let me show everyone what it is that's going on in my life and how great I look doing it. So everyone can get to that sense of accomplishment or credit. Or maybe it's not uh, taking photos of yourself or others. Maybe you're trying to help somebody out, right? Uh, I don't think I've seen anybody here, but I mean, it's a big thing to film yourself doing charitable work, to be known for handing out money. So it's a, it's a good thing, right? People are being helped. People are being taken care of, right? But are you doing it at the same time, serving with your right hand as your left hand is, is filming it, going, yeah, just helping out here in the shelter today, making sure everyone's taken care of and has food? You probably use a selfie stick for that or something, I don't know. Or they have gimbals for smartphones now. So you can get that professional look, and then you can tag it with phone on, you know, such and such 13. I don't want to name brands, I don't want to get... Uh, banned on anything, right? So, <clears throat> maybe, maybe you're old school. 
Maybe you're old school and you're not posting on social media, but you know, somebody in the parking lot at the Walmart had a dead battery and you helped them, right? You gave them a jump. And then you just casually happen to bring it up in conversation. Oh yeah, the other day when I was getting such and such, you know, somebody had dead batteries. So of course I always have my jumper cables. That, uh, that little brag there. See, I do good stuff. Yeah. I, I'm the kind of guy you want to be around. I, I'm validated because you know that I'm good. That's, that's the same type of thing, guys. So you don't have to be on TV. You don't have to be in the movies. You don't have to be a uh, you know, social media star to be cursed with looking for fame. You could be looking for it in smaller ways. When you're wishing to be known for what it is that you can do or you can provide for somebody, that, that's seeking that out. See, we get into that thing where fame somehow equals value for us. We can only feel that we're wanted and loved and we're part of something if, if we're popular enough. Because if you're not, if you're in the dregs of society, if you hang out with the wrong crowd, blah, 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 why do we consistently live in high school? I thought I was done with all those cliques. But no, I go to work, and guess what? Now I get paid to be in a clique. Wow. And I know maybe, like I said, this has not been a thing for you, but I guarantee you that for somebody around you, this is an issue. There is numerous places that you can find information about what is going on in society, where people's goals are. Uh, there's a website that did a survey in 2010, questioned 1,032 16-year-olds in the UK. Um, I, I know they're British, but they're not that different than us. Uh, so 1,032, and it found that more than half of the teenagers in 2010 did not want a career, they wanted to be famous. More than a fifth of them plan to reach their goal by appearing on a reality TV show. And asked the question, what would you like to do for your career? Some 54% answered, become a celebrity. Hey, life goals, man. Life goals. Asked how they plan to become famous. 21% said they would do so uh, by being on reality TV, and 5% said it would be a, oh, they planned to date a celebrity. Now, I don't want you to think that I only have old surveys available. So, a Harvard study that has been running for the last 75 years released their annual data for 2020. So, Come forward 10 years, and what does this study say? Millennials being asked what their most important life goals are, 80% said one of those goals was to be rich. And these, are, these, are, these are people in college. They want to be rich. Uh, another 50% said the major life goal was to become famous. It hasn't gone away. It's still prevalent. 
Fulfillment in life through fame and fortune is a theme that continues from generation to generation, and it has not subsided. If anything, we've made more platforms for people to become famous. Make it easier. Do you know that we too are called to be famous? Talked last week about using our talents and our skills that we're given by God to eagerly go in to do that. We are called to be famous, to be known. Not for a specific talent or skill that we have. Not for the fact that well, I look amazing, right? But we're supposed to be famous for God. This is called glory. We are called to glory, and we are supposed to reflect the glory of God to all those around us. If you think about it, we talked about uh, Joseph, right? And all of the achievements, and every single time he was called out for an achievement, what did it say? God did this. God blessed him. Joseph himself said, I can't interpret dreams, but God can do so. There is a call to glory. C.S. Lewis, in a sermon titled, The Weight of Glory, says, I turn next to the idea of glory. There is no getting away from the fact that this is a very prominent um, idea in the New Testament and in early Christian writings. Salvation is consistently associated in the, in the palms, crowns, white robes, thrones, and splendor, like the sun and the stars. All of this makes no immediate appeal to me at all, and in that respect I fancy that I am typically modern. Glory suggests two ideas to me, of which one seems wicked and the other ridiculous. Either glory means to me fame, or it means luminosity. As for the first, since to be famous means to be better known than other people, the desire for fame appears to me as a competitive passion, and therefore of hell rather than of heaven. And as for the second, who wishes to become a kind of living electric light bulb? But he recognizes that there is a call to glory. Now, I want you to remember, I've said this before, probably each week. You can fact check that, that'd be fine. But fame is not bad in and of itself. I've mentioned it time and time again. Being famous is not a sin. It's not something to run from but it has a profound effect on you. It changes the way that you think. But it's not something that you should be running for or from. It just is. We talked about Joseph, right? A lowly shepherd boy, the second youngest child in his family. He didn't seek out for fame and fortune. He was sold as a slave. He worked as a slave. He was thrown in prison. But yet God promoted him to the second in command of all of Egypt. He didn't run 
from the opportunities that God placed before him. Think of another small shepherd boy. I shouldn't say small. Think of David. David was unknown from a large family. He was the youngest son. He didn't plan on being anointed as the next king when he was still a young boy. He didn't go to the battlefront with the intention of being a battle hero. Yet because he could not stand while God's name was besmirched, he slew the giant and became instantly famous. He didn't plan for people to call out his name as he marched to the city. In 1 Samuel 18, 6 through 7, this is immediately after he kills Goliath, when the victorious, victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul, and they sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. David didn't ask for any of that. He didn't ask for a mob of women to sing and dance for him. But the fame naturally came because he listened to the prompting of God. Because he did what God asked him to do. He put his talents and his skill as a shepherd into play to defend the honor of God when he was being besmirched. How are you using your talent? I, I pleaded with you to invest eagerly in your talent and to use it and to grow it and to put it into practice, to not sit by the sidelines. So you should have like just this tremendous amount of growth in your talent over the last week because you took the call to action. What have you done with it? Or did you just come here today to hear more of the same? But nothing has changed. Are you still sitting on the sidelines? How is it that you're going to put that into play? How is it that you're going to develop that? Are you afraid of the fame that your skill will bring you? I'm known for many, many things. I joke about coffee cups, but... I'm a little bit of a James of all trades. If you need something to be done, I will do it kind of correctly enough. It'll do. All I, people, you know, I, I call it James rigging. It's, it's usually jury rigging, but I gotta throw that own, you know, James in there, right? I gotta be known for what I've done. In fact, I'm so well known that for a while there, I got full enough of myself that when anyone said anything about what I've accomplished, I'd just say, well, I am James. And I'm not really that famous. The Google Maps thing, while true, that's not fame, guys. I realize this. So other than myself as a great example, we also have more examples in the Bible of people propelling, or being propelled, there we go, people being propelled by God into the limelight and not shying away from it, but using it correctly, using their talents and skills for the glory of God, not just to be masters of what it is that they do, 
not just to be perfectionist or to be recognized for the ones who did it. Remember, we talked about John the Baptist. We talked about Elisha. And we contrasted them with Absalom or Simon the Great. Fame moves the trajectory of your life. It becomes something that you crave more than any other focus. Because it's a focus of self. And many who become famous end up going through counseling because it messes with your mind and it messes with your heart. The Bible clearly tells us that our trajectory should be loving God and living for others. Fame draws us away from seeking the love of God in others and draws us to love ourselves above all. To love ourselves to the acclamation and the praise that we hear. Guess what? That's all you're going to get. The Bible says you've already received your reward. It's important to make sure that you always seek the face of God in all that you do. When you use that talent, you know, that skill that you identified last week and you've put into practice and you've grown, you don't do it to prop yourself up. You don't seek out those things for the praise of your peers. You do it for the praise of God. It's important to remember our, as we find even ourselves gaining some type of notoriety beyond these walls. Every single sermon that we preach is now online. This church, through the VRN, produces podcasts that speak to events going on today and to talk about the truth. And in case you're wondering, uh, you know, New season's about to start in January. But all of those types of things draw attention outside of these walls. I'd say four walls, but we kind of got a weird shape. Ooh. We are known by what it is that we produce. As a church and as individuals, we must ask ourselves what it is that we are producing and how exactly it works for the glory of God. Is it just to prop up ourselves or does it properly reflect who he is? So yes, we must eagerly invest in our talent. We must take what we have been given by God for the benefit of God. What is it you're doing? How are you using what he has given you? Are you seeking that these skills that you receive praise only from fellow man, or are you seeking to do God's will? See, this is the year of discerning the voice of God when we're surrounded by billions of inputs that would attempt to drown out his voice. That is why we're talking about these different types of things. We asked last week what it is that you were waiting for. How is it that you can invest what it is that you've been given? My question now is, what did you do with that question from last week? How did you apply that? Did you just write it down in your notebook on Sunday and that's the last time you thought of it? It happens to all of us. We all do that. 
we all become, you know, physically tired. We get exhausted from the work. We put things aside. We have opportunity to properly reflect God in our work, to properly invest our skills and talents, to be known to work for him and not for ourselves. That is not something that you should wait for. Josh just stood up here today and talked about the song, the fact that we have salvation that is happening right now. So why is it that we're not putting into practice that thought process of salvation in everything that we do? Why are we still sitting by the sidelines waiting? Do you not feel prepared? Congratulations. You and billions of people don't feel prepared for anything that happens in life. The beauty is we don't rely on ourselves. Each and everything we do, we rely and trust that God will provide. God is the one that will equip you. In the parable last week, it wasn't the servants themselves that, you know, got together, saved every penny, got enough money so that they could invest it. The master gave them everything. All they had to do was put it to work. Put it to work. Put yourself into action. And do it not to seek the value of admiration or recognition from your efforts and your accomplishments and get to, you know, the feels, to get that attaboy. You're doing great. Like Joseph, David, John the Baptist, we are called to step up and to take action instead of allowing talents to go wasted. There is a time and a place for your gift to be used. There is a time and a place for you to be called into action, to be known for how it is that you bring glory to God. So stop pursuing flighty praise of a fickle society. Be known for him instead. Find your fame in his presence. Put into practice what he has given you. Be a people of action instead of passive road signs that are barely seen as we stream down the race on the road called life. First Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. When everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Don't rely on yourself. You will burn out. You do not have the infinite resources of God the Father. But if you trust in him, if you rely on him, and you seek to bring glory to him, you have energy beyond anything that you could imagine. Trust in God in everything that you do. Now, the only other thing that I'll warn you about, because remember, fame. Fame does things to your mind. So if you do find yourself to be praised and to be popular, to, to be lifted up for what it is that you have accomplished... Take heed and know that that's not 
because of you. Make sure that you point the way to the fact that it is God that has empowered you to do what you have done. There are many stories in the Bible that talk about it. I was called, in fact, as we were singing this morning, God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? I was called to 2 Chronicles chapter 26. Now, this seems weird, but it totally fits. 2 Chronicles 26 is about King Uzziah, who ruled in Judah. And uh, just for a little bit of reference, I'll read the first couple of verses here. All the people of Judah crowned Amaziah's 16-year-old son, Uzziah, the king in place of his father. After his father's death, Uzziah rebuilt the town of Elath and restored it to Judah. Uzziah was 16-year-olds when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 52 years. Um, his mother was uh, Jecolia from Jerusalem, and he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his father had done. That's how it introduces him. You'll have to forgive me for the pronunciation. Now, the reason that I was brought to him was not because of the accomplishments. And they are great. He literally rebuilt the city of God. He, as king, provided for the armies shields, spears, helmets, coats, and mail, bows, and slings. Usually, armies, when they come together, you had to bring your own stuff. He provided all of these things. He um, designed... Uh, things helped designed by experts to protect those who shot arrows and hurled large stones from towers, corners of the wall. In uh, verse 15, at the end of 15, it says, His fame spread far and wide, for the Lord gave him marvelous help, and he became very powerful. And this is what brought this to my mind today. This is the warning. But when he had become powerful, he also became proud which led to his downfall. For he sinned against the Lord by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. Azariah the high priest went in uh, after him with 80 other priests of the Lord, all brave men. And they confronted the king and said, it is not for you to burn incense to the Lord. That is the work of the priest alone, the descendants of Aaron who are set apart for this work. Get out of the sanctuary for you have sinned. The Lord God will not honor you for this. Uzziah, who was holding the incense burner, became furious. But as he was standing there, raging at the priest before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead. That is how his life ended. Because he had leprosy from that point on, he was living in a separate place. And his son co-reigned with him. So though he did great things, though he accomplished many tasks in the name of God, he became proud of his accomplishments. Never lose sight of the fact that your skills and your talents, your gifts, the things that you can do, don't come from your own hand. Some of us have had skill without practice. We just have a natural talent for things. Where do you think that comes from? 
I play a mean clarinet and I guarantee you I didn't practice outside of the classroom. Just what, maybe, I don't know what Christmas looks like this year, maybe I'll pull it out again, you don't know. I will dazzle you with green sleeves like you've never heard before. We are all given talents. Some of us don't even put those into play, don't put those into practice. But they all come from God. So the warning is twofold. Don't become too proud of what you have worked by your own hand because you did not do it to yourself. And secondly, don't let it lay to waste. There's a proper place, there's a proper way for you to use your fame. And it's all for the glory of God. So I have three questions for you. I have three questions, and then we'll stop momentarily because we have the last week of pumpkin grams, so don't go anywhere. Question one. How has God calls, called you to use your talents? How has God called you to use your talents? We've spent the entire month, I've slipped in questions each week, having you examine yourself for what it is that you can do, how you can be famous, what you're known for, how is it that God has called you to use your talents? Second question, where have you sought your affirmations from in the past? Where have you sought your affirmations from in the past? And then the third question, where are you putting your fame to use for God? Where are you putting your fame to use for God? Bring glory and honor through what he has gifted you. Be known for what you can accomplish in his name, not for your own recognition.